This Week in HPC by Intersect 360 Research. Intel's new foundry business, Cleveland Clinic Goes Quantum. It's This Week in HPC. Hi, everyone. Thanks for listening to another episode of This Week in HPC with Intersect 360 Research, distributed in partnership with HPC Wire. I'm Addison Snell, and that's Tiffany Trader. And Tiffany, This Week in HPC, we're talking about a big set of announcements that came down from Intel as part of a special event where CEO Pat Gelsinger introduced some new initiatives from Intel, most notably to me, including the launch of of a new foundry business from Intel. Yeah, so this was Intel's Intel Unleashed Engineering the Future event. um, This was Intel uh, CEO's, uh, Pat Gelsinger's big coming out after his return to Intel. 11 um, after he left 11 years ago and what what a return Um, it's interesting that they uh, they they pulled him back Um, and he's a big engineering guy he has associates uh, multiple degrees in um, master's degrees in electrical engineering and he was the architect of the uh, Intel 80486 processor also known as the 486 so you know he's got this solid engineering background um, but he's also got the business acumen too and he came out uh, talking about several announcements He's putting seven nanometers back on track. They're committed to uh, seven nanometer e- EUV, the EUV uh, process. And then um, he uh, he showed off the exascale focused Ponte Vecchio GPU, talking about the 47 um, XPU tiles that are on that. That's their forthcoming uh, discrete GPU. Although he did not say, um, notably, he did not say when that will be ready. Um, but he did, you know, he did refer to the the packaging technology, the multiple tiles, the Foveros, the the EMIB, and then there were several other uh, announcements as well. And most notably, under the under their new IDM uh, Integrated Device Manufacturing IDM 2.0 initiative, they have this uh, ambitious plan aimed at restoring their their leadership in manufacturing. Uh, process technology there are three three part three parts to this they're boosting internal boosting intel's internal factory network and to the expansion of third-party foundry capacity across their portfolio the intel's use of third third third-party capacity from from other fabs and then also the launch of intel foundry services which you were uh, you started us out with yeah, the Intel Foundry Services, I think, is the biggest piece of news here. This is a $10 billion investment. And reading between the lines, it really looked at bringing uh, foundry and fabrication for semiconductors back to the West with an emphasis on uh, United States and Europe. And while Gelsinger in Q&A wouldn't say that there was some specific government investment that was driving that, in fact, he said quite the opposite. They were going to do this regardless. I can't help but think that there's some sort of a nod and a wink that there would be more business available uh, from U.S. government or potentially European Commission if it could be done locally. And really, this brings back the possibility of having end-to-end made-in-the-USA high-end computing, which has been absent for several years. Yeah, they did talk actually. Did they did talk a lot about their aim to get so-called trusted U.S. and European business? They re- referenced the Chips Act and referred to similar legislation that's going on in Europe. And this is also 
um, a goal to take away you know, some of the market share from uh, TSMC, which has had a dominant position at the leading edge process. And as you mentioned, Intel's making this $10 billion uh, investment at, for just, just out of the gate, so to speak, um, and two new fabs at the Ocotillo campus in Arizona this year, starting immediately. And then they said more investments in the U.S. and Europe, again, going back to the U.S. and Europe, will be on the next, uh, on the way next year. Uh, they also, another uh, piece of news that they announced this day was uh, this, somewhat of a surprise that they will be partnering with uh, directly with IBM on the research side. Uh, they're announcing this part, uh, partnership with, you know, longtime rival IBM uh, focused on creating next generation logic and packaging technologies. And this may be, bring us um, t into our next story. Um, uh, you had a great quote in another story that we did um, covering IBM quantum computing at the Cleveland Clinic. And you were saying that, you know, you think that, um, IBM has uh, been particularly visionary when it comes to uh, res uh, research technologies. I do think that. Now, you're referring to our second story where I, uh, the Cleveland Clinic is now in partnership, a long-term partnership with IBM to install quantum computing at Cleveland Clinic, which you've pointed out in HPC Wire under a uh, byline from Todd R. Weiss, uh, that this is going to be the first private sector deployment of quantum computing. IBM has had a great strategy there. And I agree, IBM has been a visionary company across all of enterprise computing that I think is unmatched by any other company over the last 20 years. And I like to cite that IBM was talking about analytics and let's build a smarter planet five years before the big data boom in 2012 to 2014. They had Watson on Jeopardy before the machine learning boom. IBM was ahead to me on cloud, on flash, on blade servers. It seems like every major trend that's washed through enterprise computing, IBM has had a, a jump out ahead of it. And, and now they're uh, really ahead of uh, ahead of the field in a lot of ways with, uh, with quantum computing and their IBM Q, which has been predominantly in the cloud. Now, I also said that uh, IBM has done a better job recently selling the future than they've done selling the present. I, I think if, if they could take their success selling what's 10 years down the road and turn that into success selling what they have now and how we're going to get there, that would be huge. Selling the present has been IBM's weakness. Now, that said, this is, I think, a, a compelling uh, vision for quantum computing that, that could have really significant uh, research implications for uh, Cleveland Clinic specifically and biomedicine in general. Yeah. Um, of course, like you say, vis a vision does not always translate into execution and dollars, but you know, I like that comment. I had to say, stop and give give credit where credit's due, not just for past laurels, you know, covering all the things you just mentioned, but um, you know, I, I think IBM um, under the leadership of, of, on the research side, under Dario Gill, you know, they continue to do cutting edge work um, on the research side, and including quantum quantum computing. And, and getting into this uh, announcement with the Cleveland Clinic, this is a 10-year partnership with IBM that they say will add huge research capabilities um, as part of an all-new discovery center that's going to be on their Cleveland, Ohio campus. And it involves uh, primarily quantum with this quantum system. We're going to talk a little bit about also some AI and cloud, uh, of course, access to 
IBM's quantum systems has so far been primarily cloud-based, but now IBM is providing the Cleveland Clinic with IBM's uh, first private sector on-premises uh, quantum computer in the U.S. It is scheduled for deployment early next year, uh, and the uh, the initial system is what IBM calls their quantum system one, this um, system that has been designed and hardened to um, be uh, good in a pr production environment and it will harness between uh, 50 and 100 qubits according to IBM. But their goal is to stand up a even more powerful, uh, their more powerful next generation 1000 qubit quantum system as the project matures, which they say they hope to do that in roughly three to five years. My favorite quote that appeared in the article that Todd wrote uh, came from Dr. Lara Jehai, um, who's the chief research officer at Cleveland Clinic and also a uh, renowned neurosurgeon, particularly for her work with uh, epilepsy. I don't think she had a pun intended, but saying that the partnership gives us multiple things in many dimensions to build the future of biomedical research. I think that in, in particular with respect to quantum is kind of a fun quote. That's exactly what it gives us. Now, to be clear, this is still a future-looking technology. I don't think they really have a good sense yet of what they're going to get from this system. And that would be true of any new uh, high-performance computing system or any new supercomputer going into a research facility. I think you never know in advance exactly what research is going to come out of something. That's the nature of research. But this uh, certainly is going to have a lot of eyes on it in terms of uh, what this means for quantum computing and scientific research. Mm -hmm. And the, the Cleveland Clinic will also be able to access IBM's uh, remote systems on the cloud. So that will also help them prepare for this and, and work on early some early problems. And then, then they said that uh, the system one will be integrated into the institution's broader infrastructure. That's an interesting note. We'll have to look more in the future as to what, what kind of integration, you know, what, what exactly that means. Um, as for that system one, IBM describes it as the world's first integrated quantum computer system, uh, saying it's engineered to satisfy the needs of clients, of course, that wish to own their own exclusive um, on-premises system, and they've they've designed it in such a way that it's a protected, you know, as as protected as it can be from um, uh, the environment. Um, using um, says it uses a nine by nine foot airtight enclosure uh, comprised of um, this uh, thick glass enclosure, and you know. A, separate um, using mechanically structurally isolated uh, components so that's how they're that's how they've uh, built the system for commercial deployment so absolutely kudos to cleveland clinic kudos to ibm for the quantum vision i i will maintain my criticism that ibm is now talking about high performance computing only in context of quantum computing and and that they could be sitting still on the summit and sierra supercomputers these huge american supercomputers and now the entirety of their high performance computing strategy is now on quantum as a future technology and really no present strategy for high performance computing today, I think is a bit of a disappointment. Uh, so I'd like to see more out of IBM with regard to the power systems today. That's sort of a nested story within a story in terms of uh, IBM research, which is now partnering with Intel. I'd like to circle back around on a couple of points from this Gelsinger presentation. You mentioned EUV 
which is uh, extreme ultraviolet lithography that's important to the 7 nanometer process. It will certainly be interesting to see to what extent Intel is able to start closing the gap or catching up on 7 nanometers where it's starting to feel like they might be a generation behind. I was excited that Gelsinger held up a Ponte Vecchio chip, said here it is, but then he didn't really say anything about it that we didn't already know. I We already know that there's an announcement forthcoming from Intel. They pre-announced that they're going to have an announcement day uh, on April 6th coming up where we're expecting some new product announcements and I'm hoping we're going to get some more relevant information from Intel then on new CPUs and accelerators. We'll certainly be looking at that, um, you know, in the weeks ahead. And you know, what we are looking at from Intel is can they execute? That's really the question uh, in um, Pat's own own language. Can they execute? Can they can they build two fabs in two years? Can they you know, modernize, uh, not be distracted? Can they can they deliver on all these these parts that they've set out to to deliver on? And um, you know, s s other milestones with the foundry business. With the the fab, will they be able to to uh, the, with the fab construction and realistic use of third-party fabs uh, and do all that on a schedule. So, you know, these are all the things that we'll be, we'll be watching out for and reporting on. Yep, absolutely. Gelsinger brought a real recognition to the fact that ex, ex, everything is going to be on execution for mm -hmm. Intel right now. And I don't know that it was possible to raise the stakes any higher than they already were with some of the products that they're counting on coming down the line. But addition to the foundry business to that, maybe they have. And uh, certainly all eyes on Intel as we wait for these new parts. So that's another announcement that we'll be able to have uh, next week and this week in HPC. But for now, Tiffany, thanks for helping me bring out the news. Our listeners can go get more details on HPC Wire and Enterprise AI. Tiffany, thanks for joining me and thanks to you for tuning in. You've been listening to This Week in HPC, brought to you by Intersect 360 Research, actionable market intelligence for high-performance computing. For more information, visit intersect360.com.